welcome to the Through Our Eyes podcast recording. Um, the alerts will be off uh, so that we can concentrate on the interview. Um, the podcast is something that uh, Paige and I uh, um, put together to highlight independent uh, creators' um, uh, stories, specific focus on marginalised creators and um, the things that they have experienced uh, throughout their uh, lives and uh, um, especially with associated content creation. Um, this came from um, uh, Paige's uh, um, big baby uh, of the Through Our Eyes uh, streams. Would you like to tell us a bit about those? It can do, can do. So you may have heard it before, but the Through Our Eyes stream started up in January this year to highlight marginalized creators, uh, but kind of en masse. So we normally interview 20 or 30 people during a single event. And uh, we, we focus on many, many different groups, try and raise money for charity. So far, I think we've raised nearly $8,000 in the last eight months, something like that. Uh, and we do have more planned throughout the rest of the year. There is actually going to be an announcement about that soon because it will have to go to one every three months instead of one every two months for uh, a little while in the foreseeable future. Uh, but there'll be more information on that soon. But we will be looking to do the next episode on marginalized genders. So there will be more information out about that as uh, soon as possible, really. Awesome. Um, great. So um, today... We have, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hello, thanks for having me. I'm Rose of Battle. Uh, I go by Rose and my pronouns are she, her. I'm a primarily a Twitch streamer. I do also make some videos on YouTube and I've been dabbling into TikTok and whatnot. I play a lot of Splatoon 2 for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> it's been like my favorite game and I never thought I'd get so into like a multiplayer shooter game, but of course it's like <laughs> an adorable one. <laughs> Uh, I also do some variety streaming. Lately, I've been playing a lot of Genshin Impacts. Like, there was that new update that just dropped recently. Uh, this month, I'm also doing charity streams. Uh, I'm doing a full month of streams for Starlight Children's Foundation because it is, because it is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So I'm going to be very, very busy this month. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and um, where would people most be able to find you? Where your handle and such forth for Twitch yeah. and Twitter? <laughs> I am Rose of Battle, basically everywhere from Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, fan house, basically <laughs> everywhere. So it's always nice to hear somebody actually gets their name on every platform. Such yeah, a it's so nice. Um, great. And um, what is it that want, uh, brought you here today to talk to us? I am a bisexual woman, woman who's very, very into video games, and I've been playing games for a very, very long time. It's a pretty significant part of my life. It's a very uh, huge part of my life with friends, uh, also with my spouse, who's also very, very into video games and also learned like how to make video games. So it's been like just a huge part of our life. and. For as long as I can remember, and I'm sure most women and femme presenting people are very, very familiar with a lot of the sexism that we experience, very different flavors of it, all 
very, very frustrating in different ways. And I am trying to use my spaces on the internet to make things safer for all marginalized people who like video games. Awesome. Um, right. So if we're all good, I'll start with the first question. Yep. Good on my Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so first question is, tell us your story. Uh, what got you into gaming? What um, has and what has been your experience in the industry? So I, I would have been very very young in like after school daycare, a uh, very long time ago. Uh, and my daycare had the Sega Genesis and had Sonic the Hedgehog one, and that was like <laughs> my first game that I played. And it took me a while to actually play it because I was a very very shy young girl and I would just sort of like watch people play it for a while until eventually I got to like take a turn because nobody was using it and I thought oh my god this is fun <laughs> and then I ended up playing some like Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo at friends houses the place where I used to get my hair cut as a kid also had like a Super Nintendo setup so I'd play that game there I'd play a couple other games and once my parents realized that I was we're actually really into games. They ended up buying me Sega Genesis and we got Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and then got my younger sister who three, who's three years younger than me and then she ended up playing with me, uh, which was actually really, really great because I think she would have been like uh, five or six at the time. And so she would just play as Tails who could just like <laughs> die infinitely <laughs> and it was not an issue. So she would just play him and I would play Sonic and we had like a fantastic time playing together. And also occasionally bickering because siblings, but we had a good time. And then by the time I got into second grade, that was when Pokemon Red and Blue came out. And it just sort of like took over the school by storm. Uh, some of the people I had as friends back then were also very into Pokemon. We all got into it together. My parents got me a Game Boy Color and got me a copy of Pokemon Blue. And that's pretty much what got me like cemented into like, I like video games now. <laughs> I definitely like these a lot. They're very fun to play. And unfortunately at the time, I really didn't know many other girls who played video games. All of my friends were boys. Uh, it was really just like me and my sister. All my friends, uh, when I would go over to their houses, when they had video game consoles, they were always boys. And at the time, I just like all of my friends happened to be boys. And it wasn't until I got older that I actually started meeting more women who were into games and comics and anime and manga. And I was able to form like a lot of really fantastic female friendships. But uh, before that point, it was mostly I was just hanging out with a lot of young boys being into Pokemon. And later on, after continuing to be into video games for a long time, up until the present, I actually ended up becoming a games journalist shortly out of college. Uh, so as a young adult, my young 20s, I ended up doing games journalism for about three years before I switched into a different industry for a few various reasons. There, I mean, there was sexism. Uh, I actually ended up working during uh, Gamergate's height was because uh, I was uh, doing journalism from 2013 to 2016, and uh, it was a lot. And like by the time like 2015 hit, I was like, I can't do this exactly anymore. So I ended up switching to more like off and on freelance work in the games industry because I was like, ugh. This is maybe not where I want to be if yeah. the community is going to be like this. And I, I want to believe that it's changing for the better, but I think it is 
slowly changing. Um, just for clarification, um, would you tell us a bit about what that is? Because there's going to be people that yeah, don't really know what you're talking about there. Uh, about like the Gamergate stuff? Or <laughs> yeah. yeah, so if you weren't in the middle of Gamergate, it uh it i don't like to say that gamergate just like happened in 2014 because a lot of these people had been around and are still around today so it's not really over but i would say that it reached its height in 2014 and the impetus for that big build-up was largely sexism directed at somebody who who is non-binary uh, zoe quinn is non-binary but uh, was not out about this at the time and there were implications that, uh, or that there were allegations that were very, very untrue about how they had slept with somebody for a positive game review. For a game review that did not exist at this publication at Kotaku and for a game that was free to play. <laughs> and it really took uh, parts of 4chan and a lot of I IRC chats by storm uh these people were largely pushing for ethics and games journalism as a sort of euphemism that they were using to cloud really just a culture of misogyny misogyny and harassment and they pushed that really really hard on a lot of the uh games journalists in particular to legitimize the gamergate movement and unfortunately that was fairly successful i remember when i was working uh during this, I was mostly working at The Escapist, which ended up being one of the huge places for Gamergate building, and was one of the reasons why I ended up quitting The Escapist, because I, I couldn't stand working there, being subjected to the same harassment that our publisher was courting. Uh, we ended up, uh, The Escapist and several other games journalism organizations, like Kotaku, Polygon, and what so on and so forth, ended up putting out statements about their ethical guidelines. They were all very, very standard, close to like what you would see for the Society of Professional Journalists for places like the New York Times, the Washington Post, and whatnot. It was all very clear, but it really did give ammo to people in Gamergate thinking that they could actually keep pushing this, and they did, and it ended up largely just resulting in massive amount of harassment at anybody mostly women who are into games whether it be uh, like large gaming personalities or journalists or really just people who are very public about liking games on twitter and were also women this also targeted male allies and it definitely targeted women of color the hardest and it was very very bad and they're still around today uh there are actually some interesting videos out there uh, that you can find where people talk about the links between people who were involved in Gamergate to the people who were involved in the Trump administration in the US. And there's a lot to talk about there. But yeah, they're they're not gone. They're just uh, not at their peak <laughs> from 2014. Okay. Um, so after that, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. It was just <laughs> <laughs> so after that, um, to can like to continue your 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 story. Yeah. yeah, I ended up switching industries, uh, but now I end up doing Twitch streaming now. Uh, so I moved away from journalism, still stayed within publishing, but in a different area. And a couple years ago, a few of my friends had been on Twitch and had been streaming. 
uh, a lot of them women and non-binary people. And I was like, yo, this seems pretty cool. Cause like I've been on YouTube before and I actually streamed on YouTube last night and have stories about how that went. <laughs> but uh, I had always gotten more of a sense that like the YouTube gaming sphere was very, very male focused. And while that is often still the case on Twitch, I've also seen plenty of pockets of people uh, and communities on Twitch. Like they're very, very diverse communities on Twitch, which are very, can be very accepting towards marginalized uh, people. And I saw a lot of people having fun, a lot of my friends. So I said, oh, I want to start streaming on Twitch. And I've certainly had experiences on Twitch that uh, sexist trolls coming in. And there are a lot of issues that Twitch needs to do better about right now. But I would say community-wise, I've had a fantastic time streaming on Twitch and cultivating a community where people really care about one another. And we take a lot of time to reflect on ourselves, on what we can do better, and recognizing where we have despite being marginalized in some way, there are other privileges that we might have, that things are very nuanced and there's always things to learn. So that's pretty much where I am now. Okay. Um, so this leads us into the next question pretty nicely uh, because you've <laughs> just mentioned about uh, streaming on YouTube yesterday. Um, I, for those who don't know, which honestly, if you're in this chat, I'm surprised if you don't know, but uh, yesterday streamers protested the lack of safety and action towards hate raids. Um, what would you wish to see as a response and what has your experience been as a streamer in this situation? And then, yeah, tell us about YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so on Twitch, uh, I, I'm sure like most women and non-binary femme people have experienced a lot of people coming in with like a lot of backseating. At least I've experienced a lot of backseating where mm. uh, playing any sort of game, people will be like, well, you should do X, Y, Z. And then I'm like, thank, thank you. Um, we have like no backseating as a rule. So maybe next time if you want to like ask me if I'd like a tip before you just blurt it out and then they get really hostile and aggressive and they're like oh I just didn't want you to suck I hope you keep sucking at the game then I'm leaving and then the mods are like I mean we're banning you but okay <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it's a lot of I've noticed a lot of backseating I've, I've had things get worse than that I've certainly had uh, people who have come in and made very sexual comments about me and it really honestly does not matter what I'm wearing but certainly when I wear tank tops like it's something trolls come in they're like making sexual comments about breasts and whatnot and it's very very annoying you have I'm breasts I know <gasps> I like, oh the shoulders are showing oh <laughs> Honestly, you'll How distract dare. all those good little gamers from their video games. <laughs> How dare you? They're trying to get a high score. What is wrong with you? Honestly. <laughs> Maybe they should wear some tank tops too. <laughs> Maybe if they got their titties out, they'd suck less. Just, Maybe. You know. Because <laughs> we all know that uh, tits are stealing your viewers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yes. I mean, that's been... A huge problem for like uh for a while but certainly within the last year with all the conversations where people have been talking about the hot tub meta on twitch where people have just been really really aggressive towards female streamers being like well you're only popular because of your appearance and you're taking away my viewers then i've had to you know 
point out to people, like, you do realize you, you're going after different audiences, probably, right? <laughs> They're not stealing anybody from you to begin with. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I think it's, overall, we've had a huge cultural problem of men feeling like women are invading their spaces is, I guess, the best way I can describe it. Uh, and this goes beyond games. I mean, this is also in, like, comics, it's Star Wars. Territorial. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's it's strange because it's not like we just like popped up overnight. A lot of us. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> like know about you, like... but... <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, well, like I've been playing video games all my life and nobody needs to have been a gamer their whole life to be, you know, like valid as a gamer. But uh, we've had this huge marketing push for years now about what a gamer is. And going back to Gamergate, one of the huge things that stirred a lot of ire uh, was one journalist named Lee Alexander who wrote a post for Gama Sutra actually getting into that idea about how marketers need to stop focusing on this made-up artificial gamer identity of always being an 8 to 25-year-old straight white man. It just mm. consistently, like, that is the gamer. And I'm not any of those things. No, even the nineties adverts for Nintendo was essentially yeah. a Chad version of a child with you know gelled up hair and just being like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> just be Donkey Kong." It's like, well done. Is that what and I need to do to be accepted? Yeah, you need, to... you need to get a lot more NSYNC gel going on, like frosted tips, <laughs> uh, frosted tips. Yeah, baggy cargo pants, and you need your mum to beat the last level for you. Do I need those like shades that you used to wear in the nineties uh, commercials? Oh, that's just because your CRT is really shit. So yeah, <laughs> so, so you need to to get going. But yeah, it's just even the older adverts as well for everything were massively sexist, they and they were. they still kind of are. Yeah, quite a lot of them. I think it's gotten better, but there there's still room for improvement. Yeah, it's definitely still a a um assumption of yeah of who a a a gamer is who it, what what kind of games are built for particular people um you know you're a casual gamer if you play mobile games but but also likelihood is you're female uh, it's like yeah why Despite the biggest spenders in mobile gaming being men usually i think somewhere anywhere between like 20 and 50 with more free money to spend usually it's like that mm. the, the the statistics don't actually add up to what you're claiming at all yeah because a lot of it is just outrage and it, it feels very reactionary I'm just like our spaces are being invaded we don't like this so we have to double down harder and i i don't know why they're doing that because there's still plenty of space for everybody in the hobby there's, it's not like we have an inf like a certain amount of space in a box and we're overflowing over it. There's there's room for everybody. There's room for all types of games. The old uh, reactionary pushback used to be whenever people criticized something for being sexist or being racist or being transphobic, they would be like, okay, well, stop complaining, go make your own game. <laughs> and so then people did that. And then they were like, stop making these games. Yeah. Uh, there's, 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 a, there's a lot of... There's a lot of sexism, sexism, also a lot of people being really afraid of, well, being femme in any way, shape or form. 
like boys aren't allowed to cry because it's girly and you know oh you can't do this because it's girly and then you look at video games as well it's like you can't play that game that's a girl's game it's like is it i mean in red dead redemption 2 you had to look after and tack your horse is that not the same as barbie like pony princess it's pretty much the same fucking thing like even down to the catching small animals i mean you didn't rip oh their skins God, off in please barbie, go and but... tell the trolls on twitter that I, oh, it's, it's, the same, it's the same mechanic. You get your horse, you name it, and then, well, somebody doesn't shoot it at the end, normally in Barbie, but you know. I miss my horse in Red Dead, man. But still, like, there's, there's no such thing as a girl's game or a boy's game. Normally it's just what colour packaging it has. And even yeah. then, that's backwards as well, because the colour for men and boys used to be pink, because yeah. red was the colour for men on a battlefield, because it covered up wounds, and they made it pink because it's diluted for small boys, and then they decided in the 30s that blue was better for boys and girls were more pink. Sorry, yeah. I've just gone on a complete sexist <laughs> tangent here. You're right, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's a flip of a dime on what is acceptable, and it's only acceptable if you have a penis and you're proud about it, really, I guess. Yeah. And actually, as a kid, I was very, very anti-pink. I was definitely, like, yeah. I'm very much one of those, like, bisexual women now who is, like, super tomboyish and anti-pink as a kid. Where I was like, ew, dresses in pink, disgusting. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, I love femme things. I love the color pink. Yep. And it's like, I painted my guitar with flowers on. I'm pretty sure I'd have beaten myself to death with it as a child. Like, yeah. there's, there's no way I would have done that. It was, it was like, cargo pants and well and yeah i don't know i don't remember what else really happened but, you know, <laughs> closer football actually i was massively convinced i was into football i wasn't into football at all i did i played but, that for a for like up through high school the thing is is yeah. soccer over here it's like yeah okay you you convince yourself you're massively into these things that are associated to more uh masculine uh pastimes but it's like the point is is that it's it's not masculine at all. It's not masculine or feminine. It's 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 no. just an activity. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I I I basically shock horror everyone. I'm gonna shake your worlds. I had Jesus. Barbies, but I didn't tell anyone about it because I was scared that I would be judged based on that because all i did was hang around with boys because i had male interests that you know I, and you know i played hockey and i uh you know did all of these like i only hung around with uh, uh um uh, boys and played video games and the idea that letting people know that i did something girly was despite the fact that i wore dresses mm -hmm. Like, it's it's just we've we've basically encouraged this uh, um, uh, perception that activities can be gendered, and mm. that's just yeah. mind-boggling. It's a big cultural societal problem. So, uh, going back to like the the stuff with Twitch, uh, this is definitely like a very very large societal cultural problem that is going to have to be tackled on multiple fronts simultaneously for a long time but there are certainly things twitch can do uh having streamed on youtube last night i don't my mod shantara is in the chat she knows uh we all, we came to the agreement that moderation tools on youtube are severely lacking and they're very very bad <laughs> but uh, uh twitch could also be better 
I would, I feel like one of the best things and easiest things for Twitch to do is to give us a setting where we can set how long uh, an account has to have been made before it can chat. Mm -hmm. I would love to not have like brand new accounts being allowed to chat. And whenever I do see somebody new and I'm getting a little bit suspicious of them, I do check to see when their account was made. And if it's recent, then I'm like, you're on thin ice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't trust you. Yeah, follow age would just uh, be one of the best things. Like, because there's with the uh, auto mod, you can choose like whether messages have to be approved or not. Why couldn't you mm -hmm. just have an option for whether they can follow or not? So it's like Bob69 has uh, had an account for 12 hours and it's asked to follow. It's like, okay, Mod, go check out Bob69, please. And it's like, <laughs> oh, actually, that's my my friend Bob from school. Yeah, that's fine. You know, but it, it, like just allow us to moderate shit better. Yeah, yeah. So definitely like the, the tools on YouTube were extremely lacking. You could like mm. hide people. You can hide their comments. You can hide them completely like you can do like on an individual comment level or just all of their comments going forward uh but i want twitch to do better because i want to remain on twitch as a platform because i think twitch overall is still friendlier than youtube is community wise when it comes to marginalized creators mm -hmm. but a lot of the raids are currently happening on twitch and targeting marginalized streamers often poc streamers and queer streamers in particular and I fortunately haven't been hit by a raid yet, and I'm crossing my fingers that it continues that way, but, like, the amount of time, like, I and my mods have had to spend just, like, preemptively banning bot accounts, even with, like, the automated things that other people have made for us to use, like, not even Twitch that other people have made, it's still, like, I'm like, this is such a waste of my time, it's so annoying that I have to, like, continually do this and check before streams, to add any newly made bot accounts. I would love for Twitch to implement that that follow age thing. I was thinking for chats, but actually for follows at all would also be really great to be like, you are not allowed to follow my channel until your account is, you know, like this many hours or days old. I mean, would they could just have tools that great... check people that are like how they're following. Like if, if they're following mm -hmm. lots of uh, profiles in quick succession, yeah, that's bot activity. Yeah. Like, a person's not going to be able to do that. I mean, games have that. It's like, you perform too many actions too quickly, you cannot perform another action. Like, yeah. It wouldn't stop it, but it would slow it down. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of us understand that we can't, com we can't stop this activity completely, but the goal is to make it more and more difficult so that fewer people will do it because it won't be as easy for them because a lot of these people are doing it because it's fun for them and when it yeah. gets to a point where it's more effort than it's worth then they're not going to do it i mean uh going back to the um uh what was i going back to youtube nope nope, nope. it's gone it's gone Just i feel this yeah. My ADHD brain feels this. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, I was like, God. I had a point. <laughs> it was a really good point, but I, I can't fucking remember what it was. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, with the... Um, you said that you haven't really experienced uh, um, uh, the hate uh, raids or any such thing, but... The fact is, is that you are 
in that um um like community that is being targeted um what what has it been feeling like now that this is a thing that we're having to more and more worry about what, what has been that feeling for you yeah it's it's definitely a chilling effect and i think that's happening to just people in general particularly in marginalized communities and i think i think that's the goal for a lot of the hate raiders is to make us feel so unsafe that we won't go live and be on the platform anymore so i think it's super important for a lot of us to I, I'm super, super grateful for the people who have been making tools that Twitch has not provided. And I do hope that Twitch really gets their act together going forward because I, I would not like to leave. I have a lot of friends on this platform. There's a lot of good work being done on the platform. And I wish that the people higher up would make it a higher priority. But yeah, it's definitely, it's rough. And the beginning of the surge in hate raids actually happened shortly after I had been experiencing like a weekend of harassment on Twitter uh, where this had happened shortly after I had put up a video uh, because early in August several women in the competitive Splatoon community had come out with stories about how they'd been sexually harassed by this one particular player in the community. So I made a video about it for YouTube about it in of uh, the incident specifically, but also just talking in general about sexism in gaming communities, in the industry, and also just in our life, even if you're not into games or, or tech industries or whatnot. And the response to the video was overall very positive, and it got shared around by a lot of people who were like, we need to do better, please listen to this, please check out the resources that Rose shared in the video. And what then followed after that was a huge amount of backlash at a an unrelated clip I had posted about a Splatoon clip from like a gameplay thing where I had called out playfully during a stream about somebody it, it's it's a very funny sounding term but it's called squid bagging <laughs> <laughs> for Splatoon because you play uh like squid humanoids um and you have the option to go in and out of your squid form so you swim through ink when you're in squid form and one taunt that some people do uh if they're being toxic is that after they kill you and like your camera focuses on them for a few seconds they'll go in and out of squid form and just sort of like that's called squid bagging and i had pointed out like hey this is rude maybe don't do it with people who aren't your friends and like don't actually know you it's considered aggressive and then I also pointed out, I was like, I know this isn't exactly teabagging, but there's a reason why it took on the name squidbagging, and this is what teabagging is. And a lot of people took that and were very upset that I was pointing out this, and I got, like, just, like, a full weekend of angry mentions uh, for my Twitter, so I had to, like, completely mute for my own mental health, and I had to, like, go into therapy the next week to talk about it, because I was just like, this is overwhelming and I cannot take it. And the hate rates then happening around that time, uh, for my next stream, when I came back from that, I was just like, oh god, I have to be so on top of everything. I have to spend like a couple hours before my stream setting up a ton of things, prepping myself and rehearsing in my head, what am I going to do if I get raided? Because I was like, a part of the Splatoon community like really hates me right now, and with hate raids coming up, I don't know if like 
this is going to converge into something on me. And fortunately, it hasn't. But it's still like it's so much work to have to like emotionally and just time wise to put in all the energy to be like, okay, well, if I am targeted by hundreds of accounts at once, what am I going to do so I'm not paralyzed in the moment? Would you say that um, you do very much still want to continue streaming? I definitely do. I've made a lot of fantastic friends and because I have some issues with uh, YouTube's features in the community, um, I'll, I'll certainly keep an eye on YouTube gaming in the future to see uh, if that ends up changing for what I can see to be better. I could potentially make the switch to YouTube. Currently, I still want to stay on Twitch because it feels a lot more queer friendly and friendly to women, at least in the communities that I swim around in and whatnot. Uh, I'm really, really hoping that Twitch implements a ton of tools for us and that they're more transparent and will, I think, and I don't know how to like properly organize this. I don't know if it's something that Wreck-It Raven, who started the the huge hashtag movement for it, um, I'm not aware of exactly what she talked about in her conversation with people at Twitch, but I would love for us to have like actual timetables for when they're going to have certain things done and for us to be able to hold them to certain demands and be like, okay, well, if you don't have X done by this date, then your consequence for something we'll do is why to uh, hold them to an actual like amount of accountability because right now they're I mean they're a huge giant in the streaming industry that could change in the future depending on moves that YouTube makes and I I don't exactly know what's going on with Facebook gaming but I, I hear that they've been uh, making some moves I would love for more competition to Twitch just because I want Twitch to do better and to feel like they have to care about us but they did have a huge loss in viewership yesterday. I think I saw that there were like 1 million fewer viewers on the yeah. platform. So I'm like, good, <laughs> good. I know a lot of us want to stay on Twitch, but we're also like, you need to do better or we will be forced to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the reason that I ask is because um, I know that um, of several um, individuals, uh, partners that have decided to quit streaming yeah. because of this um i myself am looking for full-time jobs now because i I've, I've got to that point where i'm so tired i'm so tired yeah. by it and this is a thing that i think in terms of this discussion that we should take away is the fact that marginalized creators have not only the strain of being a twitch streamer just just, just everyone has stress from being a, a twitch streamer having your face out yeah. in your in, like in public you've you know you've got your privacy you've got you know content constantly has to be uh, uh relevant that there are you know various things that you need to be um but then add being in a marginalized group to that the hate raids the the constant harassment based around uh that the uh some people obviously are, are, are with disabilities or uh, illnesses on top of that it's it's exhausting or it is for me i don't know about you two 
Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, so over the last two weeks, I've been hate raided six times. Uh, different events. So I took to... So with my experience in the games industry, community management, social media management, see, uh, like customer services, all that kind of thing, it's very much water off a duck's back with me. But yes, sorry, the day before yesterday, I was I was meant to stream and I literally just didn't. It was just, I, I can't be fucked. I just cannot be fucked. Is it worth it? Like, I love doing it. I want to do it. I want to hang out. But it was like, I could play games with my husband or I could deal with this again. Like, do I want to deal with it again? And like... So, like it comes in different forms as well. So I then went to Kofi and I wrote up a bunch of articles and I did an interview with a with Insider and that kind of thing. And they were like, "What is a hate raid?" And I was like, "It comes in like five different variants, and it's like it's either racist and like Nazi comments, it's bot uh, like follows, it's attacks in other places, it's doxing, it's IP scrapers, it's there's like it's not just one way that people are being harassed. And as you said, Rose, it, it like massively worse for BIPOC people and queer people uh, to the point that a couple of people like Brecket Raven have been personally doxxed and their children have been doxxed like in bot accounts with their names. One person, I'm not going to say their name for protection, but we probably know who they are, has had accounts made accusing them of paedophilia and using those to attack other people, which is not that person at all. I have spoken to that person a lot and consider them a friend. There is no fucking way. But of course, people are using one of the things you just do not want to be associated with to attack others. Not even to their faces. It's getting much, much worse. Because, I mean, I planned to go live yesterday on Twitch and to talk about it, and I did it on YouTube instead because it was like, it's, it's getting very dangerous and our twitch only gonna change something when someone loses their life yeah and one of the huge issues i find very very annoying uh you have to juggle reporting and banning and blocking because uh i've actually i've been taking training with hollaback lately for their uh five d's of bystander intervention not only for helping other people if i happen to be in their chat or like witnessing things on twitter but also for myself to know what to do and one of the huge points is documentation and that's really important especially if you're being doxxed because you need to go file a police report if you're lucky enough the police will actually take it seriously but the police are not always known to do that and there are plenty of reasons why especially BIPOC people might not want to go to the police because the police are most certainly not going to take their issue seriously. Yeah. But just just with like the documenting is so annoying when you're just like, okay, well, okay. So we have to go like, I have to screenshot this in time, but we also have to make sure that we're really quickly banning and blocking this person. But there's like so many people and they're all doing it at once. It's just like, it's too much to handle, even if you have a very prepared moderation team that you really do just have to like shut down your stream and be like okay y'all we're like completely like we're hitting the panic button and we're like freezing everything we have to go deal with this uh to keep our community safe but also to keep ourselves safe especially if there's doxing happening which is really really serious for anybody who doesn't know what doxing is it is essentially somebody putting out uh, your personal information out there publicly, particularly for nefarious means to encourage people to go find where you live and either actually harm you or just make you feel unsafe, which is still a huge deal because uh, 
mental health problems are still like, a huge problem. And if you're like, you, nobody wants to feel safe, unsafe and hyper vigilant all the time. If you're, like we should just be here enjoying our time streaming. Like we're, we're just here vibing. That's all we want to mm -hmm. do is just be here and have a good time and, you know, make friends, have a good community. And some people are not happy about us being here. Yeah. The, the thing I've definitely found with the hate roads and people saying, well, what should Twitch do? They've already given you tools. Didn't you know you can do X and Y? It's like, think of it like COVID. And it's really shitty to say it this way, but it's an illness. The actual hate rates themselves are the product of an illness that is spreading throughout the platform. And we can keep throwing fucking paracetamol and ivermectin at it all day. It does fucking nothing. We can only treat the symptoms that we see. We can't treat the illness. That is on the platform. and having my background in games industry, I am very much aware and I still impress it upon everybody else. It's not the individuals at Twitch we need to be going at. No hate goes towards a single person, please. I don't want to see it because it's not the individual's fault. If you can speak to them, it ain't their fault. The people making these decisions are going to be way, way, way higher up and probably don't really know what's going on. That's not to say we should find out who they are and shout at them either. No, it means we need to be much more sensible and do things like the protests. Because for, all, for every person saying it did nothing, another news article went out. It makes a difference. But what streamers can't do is cure the illness. All that can be done is Twitch. Only Twitch can do that. Only YouTube can do that. Only Facebook can do that. The people that own the platform can do that. We can't. And it takes a long fucking time. Each article I wrote about protecting communities was 10,000 words, and I put five out. That's a lot of work, and you don't get paid for it either, and people actually pay you less when you're getting hate-raided because they don't want to sit around in a shit stew of horrible Nazi comments. Yeah. So then you're being paid even less for the work you're doing. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's exhausting. And I think for a lot of the people who are like, well, why don't you just use the tools that you have? Don't realize that we are already mm -hmm. using those tools we're like no we're using them but they're not enough we need yeah. more we need like the restrictions on follow age follow age we need uh restrictions on how many accounts how many twitch accounts can be tied to one email address uh i i don't Who know exactly what the limited... right number should be oh, like it should I be one see... it should be yeah. one like every other website i've only ever used one and i'm like i just made a new account for like my bot account i'm like yeah. that's it but so i can see maybe two maybe three at the most but i'm like you should not be able to have unlimited accounts tied to one email address yes yeah. there will be people who will spend the time to find ways around that and to automate making additional email accounts to get stuff verified but that's still making it more difficult for them mm -hmm. and the goal is to make it more difficult for them while also providing tools for us mm -hmm. to also you know, set to what's comfortable for us. Because for some people, maybe they're going to want like super, super heavy moderation. Uh, maybe some people don't want things quite that intense or don't need them to be quite that intense. And also being able to change them for particular streams and whatnot. Certainly when people are featured on the front page, they're like typically like, okay, we're going to be more serious about what is allowed here because <laughs> things can spiral out of control very, very quickly. The security document they send you when you go on the Twitch front page proves that they know you're going to get blasted. And that's why they say they won't let you on there with a mature flag. They won't let you on if you don't have auto mod. They will remove you if you have X and Y running. If you don't have this running, make sure you've hired moderators. They know 
what's going on and they know the harassment they put you up for and they just tell you it's your fault and to deal with it. Uh, the, the thing that makes me kind of pissed is that the auto moderator, if you set it to level one, which you would expect wipes out harassment, it says it'll do some moderation on racial slurs, not all of them, just just the few it thinks are okay to, or like are so bad it has to get rid of, the rest are fine. It's like, no, they should be pre-banned on your platform, all of them. Mm -hmm. They should not be there. And yes, like each word will have two million variants because they allow various different characters to be used. But that's not our fault. That's not something we do. That's something the platform should do. I don't get it. Yeah, I, and I can't remember what it is. I have it tied to my stream deck to just like bring up when I start streams now. I think it's, I think the Twitter account was like stop hate bot or something yes. like that. Yeah, and they have like the, the big panic button. And I think mm -hmm. they also had an area set up for all the, variants for certain slurs and whatnot with because one huge problem for people were like oh well why don't you just ban those words it's people are getting around those by using similar looking characters from like yeah. different alphabets and whatnot to get through the banned words list yeah and whatnot. but there was and a tweet it just be, demonstrating yeah. how many variations there can be of one character change yeah yeah, um, well, like, how many days it would take to right. like ban all of those, and you yeah, have the to word go through jogger. that manually. Yeah, yeah. the word jogger yeah. had two million variants using the languages allowed on Twitch. Uh, and I know that if you use the commander root banned word bot, it's thirty-five thousand ban terms it suggests. And uh, if you don't have a bot and you have to enter thirty-five thousand terms, well, that means you've got to read thirty-five thousand slurs and enter them all in manually because there's no way you can upload a folder or a file. You have to enter them in individually and reload the page. Uh, yeah, so I would love fun. I would love the ability to be able to actually like load in like a text file. Yeah. Like these are the words that I want banned. Like, you know, I have like an enter after each one or a comma after each one. Like yeah. I know I know there are things they can do. I am not adept in software engineering to know yeah. exactly how long it takes for these tools to be implemented but they should have been implemented years ago is the yeah. thing which is why i'm mad i'm like why are we waiting until people are getting hurt at this especially at this volume like why yeah. why wasn't this a priority years ago um, thing is i i genuinely am am boggled by the uh concept that there are now accounts that are um, uh, grabbing people's IPs um, if you click on them. Like, the entire concept that that's even something that's feasible, that they haven't, you know, put a stop to. I mean, that is like, if even if we just completely remove everything else, okay? Yeah, fine, fine. You, you're going to allow slurs. Oh, fine. You're going to uh, um, uh, allow uh, people to create unlimited bots from one account. Sure, fine. Whatever. There are actual accounts grabbing people's personal information for uh, um, uh, uh, personal attacks. Yeah. That, and the thing is, yeah, they are catfishing accounts um literally because so i checked out a few of them when i was writing up my articles and uh well first things first some of them were days old and had forty thousand followers that should have been flagged to twitch instantly and if it wasn't i don't get it why did it need manual review that if like working in the games industry obviously i can't say everything but that would have been flagged that would have been a flag thing if an account suddenly had that much 
that quickly without any actual you know time logs so that should have been flagged but they've had forty thousand followers and uh well now i'm just uh, revealing myself as the pansexual imp i am but they have very sexy women as the profile pictures with big tits and red lipstick and just anything that kind of makes you go oh i wonder who that is it's made to want you to click on it that's not the person running the account it's a catfish so it's made to make you go, I want to look at this picture. So you click on it or go, wow, somebody with 40,000 followers is following me. That's cool. Who are they? Oh, great. Now I've been doxxed. Yeah. And that's all of them. Like, if it's got a Nazi profile picture, no one's clicking on it. They're being designed very much so that you want to click on them. They're also being very careful not to put things like numbers in the name for a lot of them because it looks less legit. It's not good. And I don't get why... Like, and I watched one of Twitch's live streams and all credit to the hosts, they were doing the best they could and they genuinely did seem like they gave a shit. And that's why I say it's not an individual's problem here. But they were like, oh, you know, we understand that it's a lot of man hours and a lot of work, but please report things. I'm like, no, I will not sit here and report 3000 bot accounts that have followed me. I won't, I'm not doing yeah, an individual can't. report. Like pay me, then I will but you're not gonna, and you already take 50% of my wage, so no thank you. I'm not gonna do that. Please, somebody else. Like, you should be able to track these. They shouldn't be able to exist en masse as they do. Not the 380,000 of them that are currently known of on the platform. Yeah. It's like, I'm always like, I know Twitch is trying, and I know there, there are plenty of individual employees there who really yeah. genuinely care, but I'm like, but as a whole... I need them to do better. I know they're owned by Amazon. And Mr. Jeff Bezos, CEO, entrepreneur, born in 1964. But, uh, oh my god. I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm very done with capitalism. And I, I'm hmm. just like, I'm always like, this, this is, is frequently down to money. And I know that Amazon just does not really care about Twitch and people high up at Twitch are probably reporting to people at Amazon and don't particularly care about people who are working beneath them or people who are using the platform who and we are we are basically like their contractors like we are basically freelancing for Twitch we sign so, a know, contract yeah, we especially if you're affiliated or partnered I'm like we have we've signed a contract we've given them uh, tax information we're getting paid like we are contractors and i've had some terrible contractor experiences in the other industry that i work in but i'm like damn at least they cared about my personal safety <laughs> that's the thing isn't it it's a case of if you're going to uh treat this as a business and uh take half of our income then you best bloody well treat us <laughs> like a um uh the employees that you're uh, um uh, uh supposed to be um which obviously we all know uh amazon is great at um <laughs> yeah. what a surprise that the company that makes people pee in bottles does I not i was gonna care say <laughs> we're gonna get some lovely like branded soda bottles turn up soon just uh, <laughs> just so you can uh you know pee on stream so and then they'll ban you for it so oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah God forbid uh, we show a bit of uh, sternum uh, uh, aura. <laughs> God, no, and that's the thing. Oh, Unless like, it's in a bikini, then it's fine. <laughs> the, the, pla the platform really does confuse me, and that's where it very much does start to feel like a boys' club sometimes. Is 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the the S word that you're not allowed to say was banned, but not the word whore. And uh, you know, there's there's been lots of terms that are used to take the Mickey out of men banned, which is fine, I will say, because nobody should be getting taken the piss out of. Nobody should be. But it's very much uh, this could affect our cis male peoples in the company or, or who are streamers. Let's ban that. But the other things can stay. But also at the same time, if you read out a hate comment somebody said on your platform, we will ban you, but not ban the bot. Because that's happened quite a lot. But also yeah. at the same time, if somebody comes in and says something very nasty to you, you're not allowed to react a certain way because then we'll ban you. It's like, wait, hold on. That's that's not that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem correct. So, you know, it, it it's not protective. It's very much, well, one, one foot forward, two back. Like, we make a hot tub category, but no, we're not going to protect you. And we'll have this competition for a new emote, but we're not going to protect any of the people that we put on it. And then we'll choose a lizard as the picture anyway, which that one annoyed <laughs> me. Um, it's like, you already have a Komodo emote. What are you doing? This is not... Hmm. Because they're all lizard people secretly. Oh god, no. But then that's a bloody fucking racist dog whistle in of itself. So I'm not yeah. so, I'm not sure how they got away with that one, but hey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> so I feel like there's been a lot of visibility that's come out of this, especially over yes. you know, as uh, reporters have been writing articles about a day off Twitch. But and even as somebody who's somewhat involved as an activist like i don't exactly know what our next step should be now that we have more and more eyeballs on us and people are acknowledging that it is a problem but like how do you take on amazon consistency um i think is- it's it the next step really that's being discussed is that um a consistent uh blackout um to show them that it's it's we're not going away um the problem is is that yeah how do you take on amazon um it i mean even saying this even saying this currently live on twitch i am shitting myself that my channel is going to uh, uh somehow disappear because I'm saying something against Amazon. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean the only thing that they understand is money. Yeah. So like I've personally encouraged a lot of people in my community. I haven't been like you stop subbing to me on Twitch, but I'm like, hi, if you would like to switch your support to Fan Kofi. House or Kofi, <laughs> here are my links. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually trying to encourage um, my community to go towards uh, Kofi because A, I get the money that they intend uh, <laughs> for me to get. B, I can put my shop, my commissions, my photos, my blog, and subscriptions on there, link it up to my Discord. Um, I can then start, like, actually, you know doing a lot more content on that which i couldn't do in in it on twitch 
which it tries to remove from you because they only want income going through them. So, you know, when you couldn't, you, 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 you couldn't uh, um, push your uh, um, uh, Patreon and your uh, um, uh, OnlyFans for some people, um, it's like, because they all want it going through them. And yeah, the, the only way, way really is to take away their control over the income. Because um, that's all they'll understand. And I guess the, the, the people making the most amount of money on the platform are the top 5,000 streamers. They're making an exorbitant like percentage, but still a 10% drop is a 10% drop. And that's enough for any businessman to shit themselves three times over. Like it's, a, it's still a lot of money. We're, we're so used to breaking things down into percentage like COVID. Oh, 98% of people are fine. All right, cool. So that's what? four or five million deaths that's a that's a lot more when you actually put it in numbers not just yeah. percentages it's a lot of money and if that's all they care about then that's where you have to hit them Thanks. and at the same time like yeah i like twitch twitch has been the impetus for raising a lot of money for charity this year and being able to do really great things and put together a community and like i mean i'm a I'm physically crippled. There's not a lot of jobs I can do. And I have been able to forge somewhat a career, but I can't do that while also being told to off myself for being disabled. Like that, that was a fun day. Like that's great. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel that it's, it's a case of the reason that I do this is because I can't do other things. And the fact that I've got to the point of, ha of looking for, full-time jobs again to put myself into a situation where I'm probably going to make myself iller again mm -hmm. because it's got so bad but the reason I do this is because this is what I can do and this is this is something that I have control over and that control is being taken away and the my ability to do it is being taken away and yeah it, it's a case of like I don't want to go live anymore it was bad enough as it was you know just generally having anxiety having having doubts having being on the grind that is encouraged with the twitch uh, um uh, um partner program it's uh you have to grind to be accepted and uh um approved of like even it, that was enough already for me to question every time I go live whether or not I can fucking be bothered anymore but for this it's I mean if that's how I'm feeling I cannot imagine what people like Raven and and those that have been hit every single time they've gone live feel like so yeah. yeah. The first raid I got was a bunch of racist nonsense. And I mean, I am the same color as cream cheese. It obviously wasn't a copy paste intended for me, or they didn't give a shit that they were sending it. It was just the message they had and the message they sent. After I responded to that one laughing, they started sending much more targeted direct ones. But the first one was just a hate message to whoever read it. And it's not, and I really want Twitch to know, it's not just targeting the streamers. It's oh hello. It's not just targeting the people with their cameras on. We don't know what our communities look like. 
We don't ask them all to fill out a bloody like census form when they come and follow us. I don't know who is a BIPOC person in my community, but I know that if they saw that message coming in that I can't do anything about, how the hell are they going to feel safe coming back to the community? Exactly. Regardless of how much work we've put in to make it safe and how, regardless how much we can do, like the, the message that came in that said, you disabled piece of shit, when are you going to kill yourself? I was like, oh, you know, it's going to kill me early anyway. I might as well not bother. It's a waste of money. That's fine for me. But I know I've got people living in my chat with suicidal ideation. Like, that's not just dangerous to me. That puts everyone else that comes in in danger. Yeah, and yeah, it's not okay at all. You really can't expect that everybody's going to be okay reading that. No. And it's a lot of responsibility on yourself as the streamer to have to deal with that. I saw somebody uh, earlier in the chat uh, bring up the comparison of like Uber drivers mm. uh, for how uh, a lot of us streamers really feel like we're being treated. It really is just like a lot of the responsibility is treated as our individual responsibility to deal with. And while I know that some streamers were not aware of what tools, of what minimal tools we have, of like what they were, a lot of us really are very aware of what the tools are and we're like, they're not enough. We need mm -hmm more it feels okay for a, a want of a better word it feels like it's being mansplained to us uh, <laughs> about what yes. our tools are when nine times out of ten we know what the tools are we spend pretty much all of our waking uh, uh, uh hours uh, uh thinking breathing and doing things for our businesses it's <laughs> we knew what the tools were this is we're very familiar with them. <laughs> more familiar than we should like right. to be for our own safety sometimes it's a little bit of an obsession but <laughs> yeah. oh. it's unfortunately still an obsession that's not necessarily paying off no because it's still getting through even with email verification and my personal block list that i personally entered uh i as I say, six got round and at least three of them were message based. And it was only when we put follow modes on um, that the people running them outed themselves um, because the the main person running the hate raid had to come in, follow and say something in the chat. And then the spam follow started. So I knew who was running them instantly. But that's not the problem because that's that one person went and made another account and now has screenshots all over Twitter of them talking in Discord about how funny it is and how they were broadcasting the hate raid to everyone else to get the streamer's reaction and how other streamers who did react are now freaking out because they feel they let somebody else win. And while that shouldn't feel like it's a real issue, it can be. Like, the idea that you let somebody else get you down does make you feel like shit. And then they have it on video and they laugh about it and you can't do anything about it. Like, that. Also, yeah, there are YouTube creators who actually, like, partnered YouTube creators who go out there and harass streamers, record it, and then put it up on YouTube and make money off of those videos. I'm just like, it really feels like damned if you do, damned if you don't for when yeah. you react I mean, to trolls truly, and harassers. Collectively, we make fools of ourselves enough <laughs> to, to fulfill that embarrassment uh, <laughs> quota. Because seriously... Right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God, this is so... why I have respect for Jacksepticeye. He just goes onto Twitch, 
and uh, raids people, sends them money and then records doing that and then puts that on YouTube and goes, look how nice these people are. Look how happy they were when I gave them cash. It's like, thank you, Jack. That's a nice thing to do. You got your content oh, and you I... gave somebody money. Good boy. Instead oh, yeah. of I went in and hate raided and then they cried, lol. It's like, well, yes, of course they did. Like, that's a shitty thing to happen. If a hundred people turned up in my house and told me to off myself, I'd probably be fairly upset. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, trust me, if you want to see me cry, I, 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 I can, there's plenty of things that I can do. To I could just send cry. you a picture of a cute bat and you'd start yeah. sobbing. Yeah. Like, it's not difficult. Um... It's... I'm playing Spirit Fairer right now. Oh god! Uh, I recently okay, got back yeah. to it. Yeah, the very, very like first time I played it, it was just like bawling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Right. Anyway, should we move say... on because we seem to be <laughs> ranting about this? <laughs> I just need a second to grab my painkillers, but uh, I will be back in just a moment. Okay, go. Um... Enjoy my cat's butt for a moment. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> Um, so our next question is, um, what are some of the systemic issues you have seen or heard of that really need to be discussed? What response would you like to see to this? One of the huge issues is I feel like we aren't really listened to. Like, you know, we listen to each other when we're like ranting about things happening, but the people who need to listen aren't. And one thing I really wanted to hammer home in the YouTube video I made about uh, Splatoon, sexism, and that community and gaming in general was that we really do need more male allies to be our accomplices, really, and to be willing to get their hands dirty and to actually stand up for us and to boost our voices, whether that be through retweets for things, but also not just like boost the awfulness that happens to us, but also be like, oh, I'm going to boost a marginalized creator who did something really, really awesome or is really, really happy, proud, joyful about something. Because, I mean, so many people, so many toxic guys are like, girls aren't good at games. And we shouldn't, like, feel like we need to fight that and prove ourselves. But it can be helpful for at least some of them to actually have evidence shown to them. Like, oh, no, like, you know, like, your gender has literally nothing to do with whether or not you're good at a video game. It has nothing to do with it. Or whether you like games. Um... And I would really like for more men to actually stand up, particularly, and it doesn't even need to be something like some big grandstanding comments, like, it can be just be, like, there have been plenty of times where I've been playing Overwatch, and I've gotten a sexist comment, and there were very few situations where a male teammate actually spoke up, just to be like, hey, that's not cool, don't say that. And the, the silence is really isolating feelings you feel very alone like you have nobody there who has your back it's very very frightening to be in that situation and also if more men were willing to speak up quickly when that sort of stuff happens i really do firmly believe that the more times somebody's harassment is met with a consequence even just a small one of a comment of hey that's not cool that's going to add up over time and that will get not all but some people to recognize where they're being hateful and 
that if they want to have friends, they need to stop doing that. So that's that's a big issue. And it's something that I think people need to work on in their own personal lives to be like, I'm going to hold my friends accountable. And I hope that they will do the same for me because we're all human and we'll all make mistakes. And it's certainly a lot easier to go to a friend who trusts you and to be like, hey, that comment you made, it was bad. And I'm going to explain why it was bad and to try not to like dogpile you in why I think you were wrong about this and why it hurt somebody's feelings. And because you're my friend, I want you to do better. And if we had more of those situations, then perhaps some people wouldn't continue down the line of getting entrenched in really toxic communities, which seek to really isolate these people and make these men feel very alone and very hostile towards marginalized communities. Like, I know there are some people we, we can't stop. We can't stop them from going to those sorts of communities and becoming incels and shooting people we still have a huge problem of mass shootings in america and there's only so much we can do as individuals to stop that but i do firmly believe that there are always things we can do as individuals for people in our lives to not only hopefully stop people from going down that path but also to make sure that we're paying plenty of attention to people who are targeted by harassment in our lives. And uh, I mentioned the Hollaback 5Ds of Bystander Intervention. Um, I do really, really recommend people look into those. Uh, they break down, uh, I forget the exact names for all the, the five different modules of intervention. They all start with the letter D, uh, but uh, they're all very, very helpful. And four of them are indirect and it's recommended like, hey, if you don't feel safe, because perhaps you're marginalized as well, uh, there are four indirect ways of helping somebody where you don't have to actually like stand up to the person who's doing their harassment. Like you can actually, and it is often more important to make sure you're there for the person who's being targeted and to be like, I'm here for you. You're not alone. What can I do for you? Do I need to document for you to like save you some emotional space? Uh, do you want me to like boost a post of yours? And when I was being harassed, it really did mean a lot to me when people reached out to me privately to be like, hey, I'm really, really sorry to see what's going on. I think uh, the work you're doing is awesome and I hope that you continue to do it. Mm. I definitely think a lot of these sort of like, like just in the video game lobby, stupid sexist comments that are made. I don't know if the people saying them even like mean them that much. There's definitely an underlying herder. I think this is funny, but I know. So one of the most things I regret in my life was when I was like 16, I just started college and I was a dick to a friend of mine. Uh, and I basically for an hour bullied him and I felt so bad. And I immediately like the next, I think the next like day or two, I went to that person and said, I was a massive bitch. I am so sorry. But I didn't mean the things I said. And I know I didn't actually think them. I thought other people would think I was cool if I said them. And it still hurts me to remember me being that much of a douche, but you have to learn from these things. Um, but I think, yeah, you're exactly right, Rose. If people actually stood up to their friends and say, you do know we're not laughing, right? That's not actually funny. Telling this woman to go back to the kitchen is not actually amusing any of us. I don't think they'd actually be wanting to make the jokes any further. I don't think they actually think it. I think most of them just think it will make them popular and that the rest of the lobby will laugh with them. Just like fucking Ninja and his tweet about his naked girlfriend coming in with a sandwich. Like, yes, bro. What was fuck that? Yeah. 
you know, I'm winning a, a game of League of Legends and my breasted wife boobily bounced in with her bazongas with a sandwich. Like, great. It's like, that sounds like a cool thing. Why did you need to tweet it? Like, did it make you cool with the boys? Are the boys respecting you now? It's the same thing. It's just... I think it's that um, uh, mentality uh, uh, back it. from the, um, the point where... Uh, um, all gamers were assumed to never get girlfriends. Um, I think it's a remnant of that with that because it's a case of look, look, I'm getting laid too. <laughs> so, yeah, sure. It's such a weird idea, and I I know some people are much more perceptible to being like influenced by peer pressure or perceived peer pressure, being like, well, yeah. I'm just expected to act this way, so. I should and there's only so much we can do as individuals but together with you know actually forcing and there's only so much we can do but if we could get more platforms to actually like make consequences quicker and uh more strict to certain things that are being said on their platforms and things that are being spread on their platforms in conjunction with making sure that we have our own personal responsibilities with our own personal relationships I do think that we can move towards things being better. It's hard to fight systemic sexism because when it's part of the system, and a huge part of that is because of capitalism, there's only so much that we can do as individuals. We are just tiny little cogs in a machine, and protesting is wonderful. It is unfortunately not a huge part of American culture, which makes me sad every day. That is just not a thing that we do very often over here. But I would love for more of us to be able to come together for each other individually and also to be like, no, we're we're not consumers, we're people and we matter not just for the content we consume or produce. I mean, I feel like this also highlights um, another issue that was um, coming up um, with the case of Twitter. Um, is that so much has has turned into a concentration on status over protective for example with twitter verification is getting people are getting rejected from verification because they've not reached a certain level despite there being evidence that they are the people that they say they are that they're in the public eye enough to qualify for for the need to be protected and that uh, um, s people are actually emulating their profiles. Wasn't that the entire point of being verified no. on They've Twitter? already forced verification again. They've already said they aren't doing it because it, it, it was too busy. Yeah. I know a lot of moderation is very expensive because, you know, proper moderation is you're going to have actual people reviewing things mm. and whatnot. We, you know, the goal is to have a lot of things automated, but at the end of the day, we do need some amount of people uh, looking over things and also uh, coming up with new ways to make tools and whatnot and how to respond to certain things. And I know that because it's a cost to them, they're not going to be prioritizing that because it's not, it's not... In the short term, it's not making them money, and I would love, at least speaking their language of money, to recognize that for a lot of 
people, we are going to just feel the need to move off of a platform because they're not giving us, they're not spending the time and money and resources to hire people to actually make things safer for us. Like, I would love to have a huge community on potentially Twitch, which is also netting Twitch money. But also I want to make sure that I and my community uh, all feel safe. And right now I'm like, uh, will that be Twitch in the long term? I don't know. I hope so. I hope Twitch does better. But like, it's like you both were saying, it's it's hard to really know when things are this bad right now to be like, do I see myself streaming on Twitch in the long term? I don't know. Yeah, um, I had a response, but again, my brain decided to abandon it. Um, I'm back. <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain is apparently abandoning me today. Um, <laughs> you got Civ syndrome going on. That's what I just like to call it when all of, all of the thoughts just dribble out through the holes, and all that's left is. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Um, oh. it's like spaghetti you shake it and sometimes one bit gets through but then it's just like oh, <laughs> the rest is stuck like great to be fair I've managed to construct sentences so that's in itself <laughs> an achievement um... it's alright I just keep remembering that I'm ginger and getting really confused by it because my hair was blue a couple of weeks ago and it has been for six months and I keep being like oh, oh wait it's me it's fine so I went from pink to purple and I'm still not used to it. Yeah, I'm just jump scaring myself to be honest. <laughs> I just keep looking up like go oh no, it's me. It's fine. <laughs> oh dear. Hi. Right. Um have, have you got anything to add to that, uh um page or shall I move on? Because my brain um... as I said abandoned me. It, I would say that a, a lot of the negativity that women and femme presenting people, and I, actually no, let's widen that out, marginalised genders, because yeah. I know that this shit is hitting a lot of trans men as well. Some of the, some of the like sort of the sort of strongest trans men I know are getting hit so horribly with a lot of shit saying you'll never be men. We're going to use things that we use to attack women for you. It's like oh, fantastic, great. So even people that are literally not women are get, getting put down by sexism against women and femmes. Like, it, people with marginalised genders are being attacked, and it's not just Twitch, it is very much blossoming in other platforms as well. Like, I know a lot of the hate raids that are happening on Twitch are happening because of hashtags, or being people who are being found via Twitter, and then harassment's coming through. So I knew, know when I used hashtag Twitch do better, the hate raid that I got said hashtag Twitch do better. So it's like, okay, so you got that somewhere. That's how you found us. So it's it's a societal issue still. That's why adverts still get pulled, like, you know, for insinuating blowjobs and stuff, trying to sell ice cream. And it's like, okay, you could just say your ice cream tastes awesome. Like, women like to eat it as well, not just shove it down their throats. It's, this is fine. Like, it's yeah, not just it's... Twitch, but it'd be great if we felt safe enough on Twitch to actually just... It'd be nice if that was a starting point. Yeah, the, the multi-platform stuff is definitely frightening. I know... So back when I was at The Escapist during Gamergate, uh, there was a lot of harassment happening within the forums, 
because the publisher of the escapists at the time alexander mccrease really encouraged them to come over when they were starting to get banned from other sites he was like no come on over the escapists will have you and then a ton of us writers were like what no excuse me the people who are attacking me are now allowed here and they uh would attack me on twitter as well i would get uh, private messages through the escapist uh i certainly got talked about on reddit reddit was also a very very big place it still is so mm. much to the point that when i switched industries uh still within like a general like nerd industry uh people recognized my name and somebody messaged me being like Hey, I don't mean to like alarm you, but I heard a lot of things about you on Reddit about how you are like a feminist and you don't like sexism. And I was just wondering if you want to like ruin these books that you're like helping working for translation. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, why do you still... that offends me? Like... I was like, why do you all still care about me about this? Oh my God. <laughs> You are living rent-free. Just rent-free in their heads. <laughs> but also, like, yes, I'm gonna God forbid you have opinions and, you know, wish for people to be equal. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, that's, that's Ow! Really, Sorry. really the last straw. Oh, baby. You little monster. What are you doing here? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Um... Well, yeah, we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the last question that I've got um, is um, what advice would you say to other creators in your situation? What do you wish others knew about being a woman in the gaming industry? I know for me, finding my people is very, very important. It's really nice for making sure that you don't feel isolated and alone. It's good to have it's good to have friends on the platform and whatnot, people you can talk to. And and certainly a lot of us trade notes. We're gonna like, oh, I had like a really bad instance of this one particular chatter just letting you know, because I know they're in your streams and you might want to ban them. Just giving you a heads up. So it's it's good for a safety standpoint, but it's also good for making sure that you have somebody to talk to who you know also probably knows what you're going through and i would also point out with a caveat that if you know you're only ever interacting with streamers who are like exactly your same background uh say if uh you were like a cisgender straight woman maybe be like maybe i should diversify who i'm following and whatnot because certainly intersectionality exists and you know like what i'm going to experience through harassment is not going to be the same as what like a black woman experiences and it's things are things are nuanced and it's good to have different viewpoints because it helps you grow as a person uh and it's also just good for making friendships uh i would also say make sure to figure out what your boundaries are i didn't totally know what my boundaries were when i first started streaming like i wasn't totally sure what i was comfortable with with being said uh, and there were certainly, like, certain things that I would be okay with joking around with friends and whatnot, but I don't necessarily want being talked about on stream or joked about on stream. Uh, for a while, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, well, how do I balance what I'm okay with people, who, like, long-time regulars, like, what am I okay with them doing and saying versus somebody new? It's, 
you don't have to know what your boundaries are like the moment you start streaming, but it's still a good practice to think about it before you start streaming and then also to reevaluate uh, as you continue streaming and just figuring out like, what am I okay with? And also reminding yourself that you're not a bitch for enforcing what your boundaries are. Cause I am like frequently like, I need to please people and be nice. Then I'm like, wait, no. This you don't have to be nice if it's for your safety. Yeah, it's like you're a person too. You don't have to be less of a person to make other people feel like more of a person. Yeah. So many times early on where um, there was that fear of of doing anything that people would disapprove of or that would put people off. Oh no, I had to tolerate some of the comments that people would make because, you know, otherwise I... I wouldn't make it or or you know people would tell others and i wouldn't end up uh, um uh, uh being able to make any success it it takes a while till you realize that's fucking bullshit do away with the people that make you feel uncomfortable set yeah your... you get a bad feeling about somebody yeah. <laughs> even if you even if they're just giving you a weird vibe get the yeah. fuck rid of them if they pass yeah. the vibe check they can leave you can tell them they don't pass and if they're genuinely just trying and doing it wrong then they'll apologize like, i mean this yeah. is very i mean this is very close to home and and uh page knows uh uh the story that i'm about to tell um Ooh. Ooh, the <laughs> major <laughs> vibe check fail <laughs> um uh and most of my community also uh, uh are aware of this but um one of the key things that happened when i experienced this with someone i was relatively close to where it got to a point where it it had got completely out of control it it was uh definitely making uh um, me very uncomfortable it was definitely interfering with uh um the stream the community everything one of the things that i did in response to that is i informed the people that i thought would have an it would it would affect not in a oh my god this is this person oh my god like get rid of him and then 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 bitching and stuff it's a if if you see this person be warned that this is the experience without going into too much details that i've i've had and you may want to keep an eye out and that was in a particular community it was you know i i, I made sure to inform people that were close to me um because the individual was finding every means of trying to get in contact and still be included it, it was cyber stalking huh it was cyber stalking really yeah. And it was, yeah. yeah, it was something that you let other people know about. And I know that a bunch of us then went, oh shit, well, we should push this further because our circle knows another circle that was going to be affected. And I mean, you'd already covered those circles as well as yeah. a Venn diagram. But, you know, it was one of those that I will say as well, because, uh, sorry, Drac, I'm just jumping in and probably fucking up your ADHD here. Um, but that sentence really scared me when I was in the games industry, because one of the first things I did hear from uh, a person I met at an event was, well, we do talk, so just be careful. And that scared me because it was like you put a foot out of line, you'll be blacklisted. It's not that, but it's that you have to trust each other. 
and uh, when you work in a lot when you work in an industry where you know we're still ourselves but there is a certain level of professionalism certain um we don't just talk bad shit as well if you're a really cool member of the community believe us we tell each other about you as well because we want you to go and visit our friends and make them happy too and be cool friends so we can all talk and have fun times but like if you're a genuinely scary person you will find that these these clicks are going to close off to you very very quickly just don't be a douche just be a good person please that's the thing i mean it, yeah it, it is a scary idea that um it works both ways yeah. so for streamers you know the fear that people talk that information could be spread that is damaging without it actually having any semblance of truth but at the same time it's good for streamers to talk to each other it's good mm. for us to create communities it is good for that it's good for our communities that we talk about our communities it's also good that we can share that kind of information to protect each other because one of the misguided assumptions is that streamers are competitors mm. we are not competitors in no shape or form are we competing with each other or we shouldn't be anyway we should be here having each other's fucking backs because no one else has <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And there there are tons of chatters who just do not realize how frightening streaming can be, particularly with like all the hate raids going on and whatnot. And with the lack of tools that we have, we really like do compensate by making sure that we have one another's backs. And I've personally only met like mostly super aggressive men who are like, I'm competing with other streamers and I can be the only one good streamer. And I've met far more people, uh, particularly people of marginalized genders and races who are like, no, we got each other's backs because like we know other people are not going to have our backs. So it's like, I will let you know when somebody is like, did not pass my vibe check and I will give you a heads up. Like, hey, if you see this person, <laughs> I'm not telling you to ban them, but like maybe keep an eye out. Well, Hi, Strakes. This is why um, one of the, one of the things that really um, helped me in that <laughs> in that Hi, time. Strakes. Hi, Strakes. Yeah, yeah. Hi, side by side. <laughs> Something that really helped me in that was the fact that the especially the people close to me, without a, a, a second thought, were like, nope. Because they yep. wanted to protect me and my community as a whole and wanted environments that we were going to frequent to be safe for us. And that's the thing, that's something that is not often talked about in the general Twitter, Twitch-verse. Um, yeah. <laughs> that if you have a community of uh, and friends as streamers you know protect each other actually communicate about these things actually help each other actually support each other um they are it can be very lonely being a streamer um you don't know the faces of your community you don't you don't really know many of your community members unless you've got very specific like situations um 
and even then people change but with streamers you can create genuine connections because you're both in the same situation you're both in those situations and so stop competing <laughs> yeah yeah like it's not a zero-sum game mm. we're all here in the same pot it's it's like anyone that's been to high school probably knows about clicks or you know any any film like if you've never been to high school any film you've seen is like oh those are the jocks and these are the, the pretty girls and these are the ones that are weird and play video games and are greasy and hide in the corner like <laughs> it, it's it very much shows the segmentation and each individual streamer is essentially at first a click and biggest streamers i find tend to really hold on to their clicks just them and their community and that's that's how they do this but i tend to find the most chill communities aren't just one person's necessarily it's like i'll go into drag stream i'm like hey six of you i know you and drag will come to mind and be like hey six of you i know you and then i'll go to somebody else and be like somebody i uh, actually talked to recommended you so i came here and now i see somebody from their community in mine and it becomes a much 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 bigger experience and it's really nice to actually go somewhere and like you don't if you go to a party and it's just you it's like I don't know who I can talk to or whether I should get a drink or if that's rude or like where do I put my like coat I don't but if you go there and there's someone you know there's someone you can talk to so I love raiding somebody and going oh Bob Bob that sometimes turns up I know Bob Bob help me learn who this person is please like that'll help like it makes it, it makes it so much nicer when we actually get to chat together because it stops being a click and starts being a much wider community. Yeah, and, and I think one of Twitch's yeah. like strong points is community. Yeah. There are a lot of different communities on Twitch, but it, I even people who have made the switch to YouTube, I've seen them talk about like, yeah, it's hard leaving the Twitch community because mm. you know Twitch has a very specific kind of various communities, and it can be very sad leaving those. Yeah, and Rose, you're right as well about intersectionality because th there was a time a good like three years back where I looked at my Twitter follow list and I was like, oh, this is very monochromatic. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I hadn't even thought about it. It was one of those things that in my professional work, there was only some types of people I'd really worked with or been introduced to and, and being in the UK, which is not the, like the areas I've come up with, not the most diverse. It's like, I naturally didn't meet a ton of people, but I looked at it and went, oh oh no geez so i actively tried to look for more people to learn from um and you need to do that with streaming as well because as you say like this like the situation i've experienced with hate raids is nowhere near what some of the black femme streamers i know have gone through where it's been every single day every single minute not just half an hour on the odd thursday which i've had like sure that's shitty but you don't know what somebody else's situation is unless you actually go and find it and trying to isolate your streams as well just to i don't know pretend you can make more money i'm guessing that's all it's about it's just if they're here they can't be anywhere else then you end up learning a lot more and you're gonna have a lot more people have your back and you're gonna understand how to have other people's as well yeah yeah you're learning about different people one of the super annoying things about like algorithmic suggestions is mm. that you are so frequently recommending people who are just like you mm. it's like oh 
you you watched like this one white streamer. I'm going to now recommend you several other white streamers in the same category. Or uh, like if you're on TikTok, it's like you have to go out of your way to make sure you are diversifying your feed on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitch. Otherwise, algorithms are going to assume that you aren't going to watch those things. And it is, and I, I noticed it definitely on TikTok because when I very first downloaded TikTok and I was going through like. Uh, my for you page it was all white creators and then when i actually started going out of my way to find different people on the platform when i started watching more videos from black streamers black video creators all of a sudden like my for you page was a lot more diverse i was like geez like it's it's a huge problem of discoverability for people who are marginalized where it's like we're we're never seen as a default so people have to go out of their way to find you. And a lot of platforms have trouble with marginalization as well. Um, I, I rem specifically with TikTok, I remember seeing that there was uh, a disabled woman. Uh, I believe she had uh, a, uh, a pack. Oh, I can't remember the bloody term now. What's it? Colostomy bag. She had a colostomy bag and she was in her underwear and she took a nice like video or something. Uh, or she was in a bikini or something like that. She took a video, the same as you would see any other skinny white person doing. Uh, and I am specifically using that language because those are the people whose videos get to the front page. But she was exactly that, but with a colostomy bag. And they said that she was showing off medical gore and was not allowed to have her video up. And I've seen the exact same with uh, fat people. They are said that their content is inappropriate, um, like black like fat black femmes have put up those videos that the same skinny white women cis women have and been told that they are inappropriate and that's i mean that's just racism fat phobia sexism and ableism all rolled up into a disgusting little ball but if you don't go out of your way to diversify your content as well which yes can feel shitty that you have to just go looking for other people and realizing that you probably hadn't done that before like the platform will just keep feeding you that because it assumes it's all you're into and then it actually makes the AI more racist and homophobic and everything. It's, oh, algorithms are bad, man. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I hate that. I hate that. It's just trying to get to, to I mean, it's also assuming that I, I like my content. Like, <laughs> I hate my content. I don't want to watch me. The last thing Jesus. I want to do is watch me. I I, <laughs> I like so I want like to be recommended me. completely no, different, uh, uh, more diverse uh, creators. I oh yeah. dear, but yeah, no, the TikTok thing is just oh, God, it's horrid. Like I want to see D and D stuff. Do you know what I see most of? Because I've posted a cat video, cat videos. It's like, mm. I'm all good with cat videos, but there's a certain point where I get fucking bored because, yeah, okay, there's there's lots of cats. Yeah. I have a cat right next to me, but I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... I just get those, like, weird dancing TikToks. I'm like, I, I, I think I looked at one ironically once because it was really bad and it was a mockery and I was just like, that's no, all actually, you need. Yeah, it's like, uh, no, I remember what it was. It was uh, a white woman doing a Hawaiian dance and people were being like, lady, you are fucking this up. 
And uh, seeing as I watched that one to try and understand what was going on, uh, now that's all I get. And I'm like, oh, God, I, I watched this because it was bad, not because I wanted it. No, stop giving this to me. <laughs> like, God damn it. I mean, I have got stuck in the... Um... <laughs> I think I think TikTok's trying to tell me something. I've got stuck in the uh, um, uh, lesbian and ADHD uh, uh, <laughs> TikTok. Jack, I thought you didn't want your content. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just stuck in cleaning TikTok at the minute. It's like, okay, look, yeah, fine, actually, that's not too hey, bad. Hey, watching those little robots go over the windows is, like, fascinating. Oh, no, forget that. It's just like, this house is a trash heap, and now it's clean. I'm like, yes, give, inject it into my veins. <laughs> like, yes. I don't want to do it, but it's fun. <laughs> I've got the power washers. Oh, my. You're <laughs> mm. satisfying to watch. So. Oh, yeah. Cannot blame you. It's what we want from Twitch. Scrub out the filth, please. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. If only. I will wash this platform. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Although I've got to say, the childish part of me does get really annoyed whenever somebody does a power wash and they don't draw a penis or something first and then wash it. They're just like, I'm gonna wash this stone. I'm like, what are you boring? Jesus Christ, live a little, would you? Draw a duck or something. Uh, come on. Yeah. Okay. You're cutting that phone, but why is it not in the shape of a dick? Yeah, it's like, honestly, honestly, it's like, you could have done anything right now and you chose to be sensible. <laughs> oh dear. Right, before I move on to like, last comments and such forth, um, does anyone in chat have any questions that they would like us to ask? Um, before, before we do our, our last bit of, uh, chatting and probably going off on tangents again don't worry we've got a 10 second delay i timed it by putting my hand on my chin and counting the time so it's <laughs> all so, right i can i can watch okay. the delay so we'll we'll see although i i did have something i wanted to add just uh, unfortunately going away from the uh dick and butt talk that we normally end up in oh <laughs> Uh, we we'll haven't mentioned to... constipation Drag, what is we this? talk about constipation <laughs> in a minute i swear um no, the one thing that, because you, you were talking earlier about how, oh fuck, goddamn ADHD, get back in there, please, brain. So essentially, like the fear <laughs> of the fear of streaming, really, it's more the anticipation of what could go wrong rather than what it actually happens. Like being rated for me actually isn't that bad. I laugh at it, really. It's like, oh, you tried, sweetheart, baby, that was crap. Try better, please. But the anticipation of it is what's really bad. So uh, I am not a skinny lass. I I don't know if anyone noticed, but you could roll me back into the sea if I was wearing a swimsuit. Honestly, it's it, I am not a slender woman. And so most of the time my streams would be like, fucking just cut right in here, please. Don't let anyone see I'm fat because I know that's what's going to go on. And it's in the last like three or four months or so. I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like you could yep really do not give a crap but it's the fear that this platform could put in you and twitter as well it's more what people could do rather than what they are doing because when they do it it's really weak most of the time but it's the anticipation of it that makes it so so much worse it's just what could happen yeah yeah it anxiety like spikes major yeah. just like having because 
you feel like you have to run through like your yeah. emergency plan and to make sure that you have that down because when you're not prepared and if something does happen, then you're like, oh my God, what do I do? Uh, which is why I do appreciate the stop hate bot page having like the panic button where you just be like, pause everything. Nothing is allowed to get through now. Yeah. Uh, but like, it sucks. And I think it's telling that a lot of, a lot of streamers have therapists. Like I've certainly <laughs> talked in therapy about streaming and comments I've received from people and body image and really weird comments and just like people being way too overly familiar all the time uh, and just really awful, nasty harassment. And I've listened to many other podcasts where people have been like, yeah, I stream and I talk about harassment in therapy because I need a therapist for streaming. And I've heard some people be like, yeah, I have like my therapist for general mental health things. And then I have my other therapist who's just, I talk to about harassment when streaming. And it's like, it's, it's really bad. And I don't know that higher ups at Twitch know or care. Privilege as well to be able to have a therapist and like, there's yeah. a lot of people that don't and can't and can't afford to or don't trust the idea so much like you know I, I'm, yeah, I'm, like, I am yeah I'm so thankful that my yeah. husband's uh insurance covers therapy completely awesome. I'd be like I'd be like otherwise I would not be able to go to therapy I've been talking to a friend of mine who does not have insurance which is like basically you have nothing that in America it's like <laughs> oh yeah you don't have health insurance well then you get literally nothing uh, and she only recently was able to come across uh, an option for people who don't have insurance, and it's uh, cheaper for them. But even then, it costs money, yeah. and it's, it's expensive. Not not only is it expensive, it's also a, it's actually a lot of work to go through therapy. It is a ton of emotional labor that you have to do, especially when you're starting out. And not everybody can find the time or space to be able to do that on top of actually getting to talk to a therapist. Hmm. I mean, the, uh, I oops, went sorry. briefly to um, therapy early on when I was streaming, I was going through um, uh, the start of uh, uh, my diagnosis for a personality disorder. Um, and A, I found it awful. Um, B, I can't afford any any therapy now um see they told me to quit streaming yeah a lot of them just don't get it no. they're like oh just get off the internet it's like like stop smoking you can't just it's you shouldn't just have to cut out the thing you're enjoying because other people are making it bad for you that isn't an encouragement to start smoking because of like <laughs> Streaming and start smoking and don't, okay. yeah, no, it's it's more it's more the idea that if you choose to smoke, it's probably something you are choosing to do. Whereas you know, if you're streaming and you're enjoying it, but somebody else is making it your problem, that's not on mm -hmm. you to fix. That's a them problem, not a you problem. You choosing to continue to smoke is a you decision. I won't say a problem because I know for some people it is legitimately an issue, but it's a decision. Whereas stopping streaming because somebody else is harassing you is their problem not yours 
Yeah. Also, it's like for a lot of us, it's, I mean, one where you're like, okay, well, it's my career. This is how I make money and I survive and I pay my bills. I can't just straight up quit willy nilly. Mm. And it also really, some, some people are very out of touch. And this also happens when you report to police and whatnot. Cause they're sometimes they'll also be like, oh, well then just, just don't be on the internet. Just like delete your Twitter account. And it's like, no, for a lot of us, like there is not this hard line between offline and online at this point in our lives they're very intertwined and you can't just stop being online especially for like people like our generations and whatnot yeah it would be so weird and different and out of place just to be like okay well i'm just like not going to be online ever again mm. it's like online's needed so much and i've seen this conversation a lot about homeless people and they're like well they've still got a phone and the internet it's like Yes, they probably have that because it's a requirement to be able to get paid or to have a job or to access billing or your doctor or to phone the police when somebody tries to abuse you or anything like that. And it's just like the Internet is not a luxury anymore. I mean, less than 10 years ago when I got my first job, my dad was like, oh, just go in and hand them a CV. I'm like, <clears throat> sweetheart, yeah. no. That's not how this works anymore. And you're getting angry, I know, because you think it is. But that's not how this works. You, you can't do that anymore. You can't even upload a CV anymore without having to write it out into a separate form because they require you to do both and waste your own bloody time. Like, Oop. it's... Like, I applied to a job a little while ago that was just like, oh, just email us your CV and upload a thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> you mean it's going to take me an hour to apply not three? Oh my god, I'm applying three times! Like, you know, it was it, it was, it was just like a breath of fresh air, like, whoa, somebody respects my time, and as such, I am so excited, like, this sounds like, I'm looking forward to applying now, but the internet's not luxury, and yeah, one of the chatters says, phones are a lot cheaper than a house, yeah. exactly, we, we're not just buying phones and using them to build houses, like, if you want to apply to get a house, you have to have a phone number the bank can call you on, phones aren't a luxury, the internet's not a luxury, in some cases it's a literal lifeline. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have uh, two questions submitted. Um, first one, um, what makes you feel unwelcome or hated? And what can be done to help fixing it? Mostly so I don't do it by accident. And this is more in the gaming sense rather than the streaming yeah. sense. Yeah, um, I think it's really, really good to be uh self-reflective and being like okay well am i doing something that's potentially harmful to somebody and it's hard to have like a good one-size-fits-all answer to a question like that because what's going to be offensive to somebody might not be to another person because everything like, we're not a monolith there are also a ton of intersectionalities and it's hard to know exactly what's going to come across as harmful to somebody uh like general tips, I always ask people to be aware of their tone um, in my chat, um, just as an example for that. Uh, if somebody is wanting to give me a tip for how to do something, you know, I recommend be like, hey, why don't you first check in with me if I want something like that, if I, if I want a tip. Or if you're playing with a friend, like local co-op and they're playing a new game and you've already played this before. And I know it can be very, very frustrating to watch somebody play something and you're like, I know how to do this, but they don't and I want to help them so badly but also like it's important to realize that a lot of women uh are often mansplained at least 
Yeah, I'm a little sensitive about people telling me that I'm doing something wrong because I've heard that so many times in my life that even if somebody doesn't mean to come off as sexist or aggressive about it, like it is a bit of like an actual trigger for me. And it's hard in the moment for me to gauge like super quickly, is this person meaning harm or are they not? So sometimes it just be good to check in with people. If in that example, somebody is struggling in a game, just to be like, hey, like I've played this before um, and I was just wondering, do you want me to give you any tips or do you just want to play this on your own? And I'll just like vibe here with you. It's important to figure out what goals are between people and that can be a lot easier you know if you're friends with somebody if you're playing with strangers for example back in the day when i used to play overwatch and i was in like voice comms with team members and whatnot uh generally just like being a nice person not being super aggressive in how you talk being willing to acknowledge when you've made a mistake if somebody else is being really really aggressive towards somebody um like whether or not like regardless of this person's gender also like you can't always assume what somebody's gender is by their voice and whatnot mm. uh just to be like if something bad is happening just be like hey person who made awful comments that wasn't nice of you and you should quit it uh, and if they continue, just be like, okay, well, like, we're all going to mute you if you continue to say these things. So, like, we're going to, you know, like, socially reject you. And then it's also very, very important to check in with the person who is being targeted. So, generally, I would say to answer this question, uh, it's good to be aware of your body language, your tone, how you're coming across, and just sort of, like, be aware that everybody is going to have a different experience with something uh, and you might do something with the best of intentions that isn't received in a, a positive way and that's just going to happen that's life um, if you genuinely didn't mean something awful like the best you can do is learn how to apologize effectively and to acknowledge and take accountability for something while also not beating yourself up for making mistakes to just you know just be a better person and figure out what your goals are and other people's goals and how those yeah. can intersect. Everyone's born ignorant, like, it's your choice whether you die that way too. Yeah. Like. Also, for me, it's also don't, don't assume you know better than a person. Don't assume that you know better than a person just because you've played that game or, or been in that like assuming that usually leads to that backseat driving so to speak and that assumption that even even if they're uh um sucking at it really badly likelihood is half the streamers are doing it on purpose yeah it doesn't matter it's a video game maybe they're having fun doing it yeah it's a I deliberately, when I do su uh, like games from Supermassive, like Until Dawn, I deliberately do a stream where I do it all wrong because it's really funny. But I did have somebody come in, they're like, you know, doing it wrong. I'm like, oh my, really? You mean I put down the controller and started laughing for, oh, that's not how you're meant to play a video game. Jesus Christ. Hey, <laughs> I infuriate people with my first person playing of MMOs. Like... Oh, I will not third person play an MMO. I don't want to see the back of my hair clipping into my weapons. Fuck off. <laughs> but I, well, I play um, uh, SO and and uh, uh, Final Fantasy um, 
in first person and people are yeah. so ragey about it. It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> no. My the, chat the, are going to have on it. <laughs> the one the one thing I want to add as well is backhandedness. Um so Backhanded I, I, I and again now I'm just making it about me again. I apologize, but I am not your your typical attractive person. Uh, so I, I don't get people coming in and making horrendously lewd comments at me very much. Normally it's the opposite, actually telling me that I'm not attractive. So that's fun. Thank you for that. Um, but what I do get is the, oh, you've put your tits away. You're a respectable woman. And I'm like, I hate that. Excuse me? Actually, no, I don't have them out in something comfortable right now. And I'm dying in this sweater because you'd say the other thing if I, di if I didn't wear a sweater. Like, it, stop trying to put other people down to make somebody else feel better. Most people don't like it. And being like, oh, you're good at this for a girl. Okay, I didn't realize my boobs meant that I sucked at MMOs, but you know, that's just because I suck. It's well, not it's my gender. Well, it's just to get or... in the way when you're trying to uh, uh, use the keyboard. Jack, and it's... <laughs> Ring fit is a different thing, okay? It totally it's a different is. Thing. It totally but... is. <laughs> Backhanded compliments are really sucky, mostly because they just make me feel... Well, one, they do make you feel a bit crap. Two, it's not fun to be told you're the acceptable version of whoever you think is unacceptable. Uh, because where the hell is that coming from? And three, that's just completely demeaning to other people. Plus, you have no idea... What you see of a streamer is literally what you can see in the camera view. You don't know who they are, and you don't know actually what they do. So why yeah. would you backhand this? Like, it's not a nice thing to do. Like, if, if you're with your friend and you make a backhanded joke and you're both laughing, that's a joke. But if you're the only person laughing at the thing that's being said, you're actually just being a douche. You're not being funny. Like, saying at least you're covered up, that's why I'm going to watch you. It's like, wait, hold on. That Wait, you're so you are just watching people because of what they wear. Got it. So why do you have so much of a problem? Yeah, and there's a difference between, like, in-group joking and out-group joking. Like, it's one thing to be like, ah, yes, I am, like, a woman making jokes about women and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's another when, like, a cis man is making jokes about women. Because I'm just like, ooh, I'm getting yikes signals because mm -hmm. I'm questioning your motives for this. And so it's just, like, generally just... I think somebody in chat mentioned just, like, you know, just understand that a lot of us are strangers um yeah even if like you've watched me for many many months like uh and like you know i know your name i maybe know a few things about you it's still an uneven relationship like i don't know that much about you um and also you can't like guarantee that you're gonna know everybody in the chat either just you know like i'm going to you know like assume that most people here would treat strangers with a certain amount of respect <laughs> and so i always recommend that like when you're in a twitch stream just think of it as like you're being out in public you might be in public with some friends but they're going to be other people around who you don't know so be on good behavior oh god and the other one i hate as well sorry i just gotta it goes alongside the backhandedness stop trying to ask streamers to do things like they're puppy dogs uh so the one that i had and i did call the person out at the time said you look really sexy in your glasses can you put them back on for me and i was like no. 
No, and now I'm never... Does anyone notice that I don't wear my glasses when I stream despite needing them to see? I got so creeped out by people being like, yeah, you look sexy in those. Are you a librarian? I'm like, no, I'm a disabled streamer. Um, I'm not making content for you. Like, go elsewhere. You can ask me to, like, show you my, like, my cat or something. That'll do. But I'm not going to start dressing up the way you want me to because you think it's good. I... No. My favourite is that I'll donate this if you do this thing for me. It's like, we're not performing fucking monkeys. We're... Mm -hmm. <laughs> if people pay me to sing, I'll do that. But again, it's like... But that's oh. something that you have provided as a... Yeah. Like, no, incentive. It's knowing what your boundaries are. Rather than coming into a chat and going, do this. Or eat this and I'll donate. Yeah. It's like, you donate first and I'll consider it. Yeah, I was doing yeah. a baking stream and somebody came and said, I bet you've got sexy feet. And I was like, Making muffins? What the fuck? Where did you think my feet came into this? You, you can literally see here up because of the <laughs> camera angle. What, what, what you don't realise is streamers don't have feet. No. We're only half. Actually, no. Okay. No, like, the, the... I'll discuss everyone. I don't have toenails. You don't want to look at my feet. I had to have them surgically removed. So it's kind of looks like the thumb thumbs from fucking Spy Kids. It ain't good. You don't want to see them. Although I kind of do now. I know, you can. <laughs> see, you have to have a rapport to allow these things. But yeah, most streamers, we don't have feet. And it's cool if you're into foot stuff. I'm not going to kink shame you, but don't yeah, come and press... Like... Don't come and press your kink on somebody you don't know on a non-kink platform, right? It's like, we're strangers. <laughs> yeah. Like, go to somewhere like OnlyFans and look for somebody willing to service your kink. If they've said they're into it, do it. But I'm I'm playing video games and saying lewd things because I find it really funny. I, I'm not here to provide you sexual content. Not unless it's in a hot tub stream, uh, stream but you know, uh, um, that's not sexualized. It's okay because you're in a bikini and uh, um, in a hot tub and Twitch is okay is, with that. Even if it is sexualized, even if the person is like, yeah, I got hot boobs and I'm going to sit in this tub. So it's allowed on the platform. You have chosen to view it. The people that give money choose to give the money. It is a transaction that has been allowed. Nobody's being hurt. A bunch of them have the mature flag on anyway, so you have to say you're over 18. It's not luring in children because children aren't allowed on the platform and will be banned. All of these straw arguments of what about the children are just because you want to impress something on women. The same idea with this fucking abortion ban in Texas is not about the kids. It's about controlling women and, well, yeah. no, controlling people with uteruses. It's not about the children. It never is. Like... If it was about the children, then the schools would still be shut currently. Like, it's it's not about the kids. Is yeah. that true? What? Twitch still that hasn't Texas? unbanned the person who started the whole hot tub stream thing. Oh, that I don't know about. Wait, if that's true, that is insane. Yeah. Mainly because they're now making a, a, a fortune off, off of uh, um, uh, exactly that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the context of the whole situation is, no, so I won't I mean, comment I directly, assume that there's some other but, context, but... But there are lots of, lots of, like, weekly you will see hashtag free somebody because somebody has been banned 
and literally 99% of the time, the email that they post, the response they get says, we banned you accidentally. But it was still a manual thing to perma-ban an account. That's not an automated thing. At least as far as I'm aware, it's not an automated thing. Somebody still has to say that's perma-ban, not just temp-ban. So people are being banned for flouting rules that aren't even necessarily rules and aren't being applied uniformly. I think that's, that's one of the main problems here, is that the people harassing yeah. aren't the ones being punished. The people being harassed are the ones being punished for the same thing the harassers should have been punished for, but it's more work to do that than to ban one person. Yeah, I think that's a huge problem on Twitch. Yeah. Um, I've got one more question, um, and then we'll uh, finish up. Let's try not to end up in huge rants with this one again. <laughs> 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 Good luck. Oh, right. <laughs> How do we diversify our twitch content without putting our own community at risk like bringing our community to watch other marginalized content creators and potentially opening up our community to seeing those hateful raids that is a good question so this is diversifying i often hear like diversify in terms of like spreading out where you're getting money and whatnot mm. but is this more of like a focus on like twitch itself how to diversify how you're on twitch um i think it was meant about like your communities community. as it were or yeah. diversi but... diversifying is in like um supporting more marginalized creators over mm -hmm. just the same people you always see yeah um for me I that, that would definitely be a case of that that's a it's always going to be a personal choice it's always going to mm -hmm. be a personal choice of who you end up raiding right two what i do is I my mods and I vet people before we raid them, like we we have like lists of people that are have been pre-approved for raiding. So yeah, it's that, very rare that I raid somebody I've never been to like their stream before because I'm like, what if I raid somebody and they're actually not cool, <laughs> yeah, and they say awful things. I do, but I usually like watch them for 30 seconds before I decide to raid or it's just to check like, you know, is this a really serious discussion? Like is somebody ill? Do we really want to jump in right this second? Mm. Or like this because I only started doing that after I raided one person and they made like a transphobic joke and I was like, oh, dear God, no. Oh. And then immediately went and found my community. It was like, I am so sorry we went there. Uh, oof. Like, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. I always recommend... Um, as a streamer, you know, like a lot of us do also use Twitch as viewers. A lot of us, you know, do also watch people. Mm. Um, I find it easier to make connections when I'm a part of like, I'm a part of one stream team called Spawn Point, which is mostly for competitive Splatoon players and also just Splatoon players in general. And uh, they've done like charity work and uh, there are already uh very very they're a very inclusive community and have streamers of uh, various marginalized backgrounds and i find that's a really really helpful way to like almost vet people and then uh get to know them and i'm a very quiet lurker in most streams <laughs> and i have to kind of like already have a good connection with somebody to actually like talk a whole lot in streams so that's what's helped for me, but if you, like, are not on a stream team or you don't know of any stream teams to join or if they're not, you know, like, they don't have applications open, 
uh the tag system is you know, like actually great i've i've found you know as far as I, I think a lot of the people doing hate rates are mad about the tag system increasing visibility for us, but, and like, I know like the LGBTQIA plus tag and the bisexuality tag has meant a lot to me personally as a streamer for getting people to find me. And I've also then used those tags to find other people who are like me, but then also use, you know, like other tags that don't apply to me to find other people uh, who are also marginalized in other ways. So that's just like a really nice way. Just, you know, go out of your way. There are, we have tools now to find people who are not exactly like us. It's, we have better invisible, better visibility on the platform and it's easier to find people. And if you find that you have like a good connection with somebody or you like, you enjoy their content, there are plenty of bigger streamers who sometimes all raid. Like I always really, really enjoy raiding Mermaid Royal. Uh, they crack me up. I'm always like, yeah, y'all, let's go raid them. Cause I know, I like, I know they have a safe community and I'm happy to bring you over there and we'll have a good time and we'll laugh. So it's, it's about, you know, like vetting people ahead of time. And if you have moderators with you who also watch people, like they can always give you suggestions, assuming you trust your moderators, which hopefully you do <laughs> through mm. your moderators. But yeah, it's like, it's like being prepared if you want to go raid somebody and be like, I have people in mind who are cool people who are uh, of different identities and we should also go give them some love. Yeah, peer-to-peer -peer is a really good service as well, because while Twitch's mm -hmm. tags are good, peer-to-peer -peer was there first, and they did they the were. work before. Well, they, I won't say they did the work before Twitch did, but their work was ready a lot before Twitch's was, um, and peer-to-peer -peer also allows you to choose intersectional communities so when i was putting together the through our streams um i was like oh, i really want to talk to somebody uh like it was when we were talking about health i was like i really want to talk to somebody about personality disorder so i was able to look for that but i was like oh but i'm also this group that i'm looking that to find somebody for uh is mostly lgbtq people so i can also choose to see if there's anybody with a personality disorder who's part of the lgbtqia plus community so you can actually look for more people who you'd like to learn from and not just find a single tag and then go from there. I, I, I don't, I use the tag system on my streams, um, but I don't tend to use it to find other people. I use peer to peer because it's way safer as well. Uh, Goldar was just saying, plus they mm -hmm. do a lot of like highlighting with uh, community. So you go on, there's always somebody new on the front page. Whereas when you go on the front yeah. page of Twitch, it tends to be a very uh, uh, creamy, palette uh and usually has gambling in it which is somebody with a who has had a gambling issue in the past i don't want to see gambling on the front page of twitch like that's just mm -hmm. massively triggering i don't want to see it but there's no way to not see it unless i ban every gambling streamer like it's just yeah peer-to-peer -peer feels way way better and i do They're feel great. so sad that a lot of their work almost feels kind of pushed out of the way because Twitch brought in the twi uh, the tag system, but it doesn't work anywhere near as well. It's also great because you can have like as many tags as apply to yourself on peer to peer. But if you are, you know, like you're streaming, you're setting up your stream, uh, you're only allowed to add five additional tags. So if you're like, you know, if you, you know, intersectional identity, uh, like if I wanted to list everything and be like, yes, uh, I'm going to use like she, her, the bisexuality tag, LGBTQIA plus tag uh adhd anxiety like all these things i wouldn't have any tags for like other things relating to the stream for like a casual playthrough or beginner player or you know like this is ranked play and it's annoying but then on peer-to-peer -peer, you can be like okay yes mm -hmm. like just like these are all the things that apply to me and you could also set them up of like 
different levels of uh, like importance for yourself, mm. which is really, really cool. I yeah. like peer to peer. It's a really good service. It is. And you have to apply to be on it as well. It's not just, you can't just say, this is me. And like, obviously that's not saying that they're going to like look at you and be like, hmm, well, it doesn't look like you have an invisible disability. So no, but it's more that they're going to check you aren't just choosing every single option and being a troll and trying to make the platform crap. I always know when I go there that the people that are there are who they say they are. I've never gone to a single stream that I found there and been like, you know, seem like the person you said you were this doesn't feel correct mm -hmm. like yeah it's a really really good service i agree <laughs> <laughs> they're great thanks peer to peer yes thank you peer to peer yeah no i mean frankly that what they did was what we needed when we needed it um yeah. mm -hmm. and Honestly, I'll be forever thankful for that because it gave us the opportunity to use the stuff that we wanted to use yeah. um, while we waited for Twitch to get on board. Um, yeah. And it made my job so much easier. The Through Our Eyes streams used to take me 20 or 30 hours to find all 30 guests. And uh, I, I already had a list for one of them, but I then went on peer to peer and was like, this is the, the category uh, you know, that we're talking about. Press, press, press. Oh, look. 200 streamers brilliant i'll pick some that i like the look of and see who they are and if i don't think that they're right i can look for more and i can reach out and it was great and i've met loads of different streamers and normally i just go and say i found you on peer to peer and they're like oh awesome like i have an idea you might be a cool person because you found me on a platform which is safe for cool people who are marginalized like sweet it's great it really is awesome now, we're just shilling for peer to peer now yeah <laughs> yeah Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored, <laughs> but hashtag am listed. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, right. Um, well, uh, we have come to the end of, of our chat here. Um, any last words before we leave? Yeah, um, I would recommend everybody check out how to be a good bystander. Uh, I, I recommend Hollowback just because I've done their training sessions before. They they have like free trainings over Zoom and whatnot that you can do like over a lunch hour or something, depending on like you know like your time zone. Uh, so I, I recommend just like doing what you can to figure out what you can do to help people in the community because this is also great for even if you're not marginalized, just you know like everybody working to together to make things better for everybody else. But yeah, thank you for having me here. I really appreciated it. It's a sad topic, but it's like a really important one. And I I want to believe that things are getting better. It's just that change is inevitably slow and disappointing. <laughs> it's like little baby steps and I wish we could like take more adult steps faster. Yeah, unfortunately it's, it's always the case, isn't it? Paige? Mm -hmm. um, nothing major dad just thank you for coming and hanging out with us it has been a very lovely time and i'm a massive fan of your decor i especially like snubble oh this was from my community for my birthday this year Aww. they were like they were like uh my mods i think my, my sister who's my mod came up with the idea initially she was like we should no. get rose a cute little thing from build a bear for the pokemon collaborations and they all pick snubble i, I assume because snubble's pink and Snubble had a very cute pink tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Yep, when I was a little kid, my snake was called Snibbles because my dad wouldn't let me call it Snubble uh, because that was a Pokemon, so we called him Snibbles instead. Aww. Aww. So, yep. Snubble. Right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us and talking to us and giving us your time um, on this topic. Um, can I get some shout-outs, please, for Paige and Rose, please? Um, but yes, thank you both. Oh, we haven't talked about constipation. Don't take ivermectin. It will make you shit yourself. Done. Get your goddamn vaccine. <laughs> yeah. And if you can't legitimately wear a mask, be safe. Just don't. Like, yes, I'm also very much aware that ivermectin is used for humans, but don't take the horse medication because you can get it over the counter at vets. Don't do it. Just don't. don't yeah, don't. Don't, take, don't. don't take the horse medication and wonder why you're shitting yourself. It's it's very simple math. One and one does equal two at this point. Number two specifically. Quick uh, um, <laughs> uh, um, uh, piece of information there. Um, drugs are not made in the same quality across humans and uh, animals okay yeah. so also dosages so don't you anyway. don't have the digestion system of a horse just because you <laughs> wish you had the dick of a horse doesn't mean that you have a digestion <laughs> <laughs> anyway um... send off <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, chat, for joining us and hanging out. And uh... <laughs> sorry, I'm just watching Paige's judgmental face breaking. <laughs> oh god! But yes, next stream will be on Sunday. Next straw eye stream will be in two weeks. So thank you all. I hope you have a good rest of your evening or day. I hope you have a good rest of your week, and I will see you soon. Say bye all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.